Hey guys, it's Carrie with the See Good Things podcast, and I'm really excited to be back with you guys. Um, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, I was traveling, went to um, a small wedding, um, and saw, got to see my baby sister get married. It was really wonderful just to see family and to um, to have that kind of freedom. And then you get back, and right before you get back, everything starts shutting down again, and the virus is is getting getting bigger and it's just kind of been all over the place and I know that a lot of us are in the same boat of just um, just uncertainty and uh, just trying to find small patches of quiet to where you can maybe shut out everybody else and just really hear God and so um, we're gonna get into part three of my uh, three-part series on Ecclesiastes and uh, I just really want to say uh, apologies for being gone for a couple weeks, but um, I'm really excited to to finish this out and to kind of talk about what what's going to go on um, in the future. So last week we were on part two, or last time we met, we're on part two, and we were um, talking about digging intentionally, internally, and intimately, and we. We talked about how we never really know what God is doing, so it's our job to just continue to pursue His people and to really dig deep to create space for seed to be planted in their lives. We also talked about what this means for us personally, and we talked about breaking ground on our own hearts so that we can be more impressionable people, um, more impressed by the Word of God than the world that we're in. So this week we're going to end our series with a new format and a farewell of sorts. Um, I'm going to be taking a break from the remainder of the summer to work on myself digging internally. Um, I'm also going to be giving some thought on how to proceed with the blog in the future um, and the podcast. And one of the things I really want to do is um, just kind of mix it up more, um, do uh do uh, situations where you know we're, we're doing scripture series I, I've really enjoyed doing this one and then maybe topical discussions as well and adding more voices into the mix is something that I really want to do but it, I think it's hard to do when you first get started out um, just getting connected with other people so just be in prayer for me about that and that God would just uh, make make all that work out um, it's definitely been a challenge as I've said with COVID but you know I see I see light at the end of this tunnel, and I know that this little break is going to help me see more clearly the direction that God has wanted uh, to take me in. So while this may be the end of a season, um, it surely is just the beginning of something greater to come. So without further ado, we're going to talk uh, about the very last part in this series, part three of Busy Body. Okay, Ecclesiastes 11.6 is the final scripture in this series, and it says, Plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon, for you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another, or maybe both. I love this verse for so many reasons. Um, as the concluding statement in this section of Ecclesiastes 11, it, it persists with this idea that God is ultimately in control. And though we don't understand how he's working half the time, or if he's even working half the time, it shouldn't stop us from doing what we've set out to do, which is 
to serve him and his people. You know, King Solomon says, you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another or both. Or both is my favorite part of this verse. He doesn't say or neither. He, he believes in a God that can use it all. And he never doubts that prosperity is going to come. He believes in a God that says, I see you trying and I will work that for my good. He believes in a God that says, I see you failing and I'm going to also work that for my good. And I just think when I read that, I'm like, what a great God we serve that can make use of my best effort and my worst failure in the, in the same breath. The sad truth is that as believers, we have this or neither attitude so much of the time. We're gonna, we put our feelers out there for ministry or, or, or service and we wait for somebody to take the bait. Um, it's like we're fishing. Um, we, th- we think to ourselves, well, maybe, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. Maybe it'll be this Facebook post, post that I share that's going to bring them to church or maybe it's going to be this text that I sent them last week or, you know, maybe neither. Maybe, maybe uh, they just don't want to come to church and I'm, I really can't take that personally. Um, I know that we've all been there. I know that we've all put those feelers out and I know that we've all been rejected. I mean, it's just something that happens. Um, it's hard getting up early to plant seed. It's hard doing all the digging that's required. It's difficult to keep busy all afternoon waiting to see if God will do something with what we've done. It can be extremely discouraging when it doesn't happen in the time frame that you've imagined. I remember running track in junior high and high school and I ran the 400 meter dash. Um, you could not tell by looking at me, but I did. And I would always get so sick to my stomach right before my event came. If you, if you ran track and field in any capacity, if, you, if you've done anything remotely athletic, you know that before the game starts or before the gun goes off um, or before you're up to throw, um, it's just this painful, sudden anxiety. Um, the moment I saw the length of the race that I was about to run, I, w- I would say to my mom, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I can't do this. And my hands would start sweating and my voice would crack and lumps would form in my throat and I suddenly felt numb from the waist down. Um, it's pretty wishful thinking, I guess. You know, though I had done it a million times, there's no greater rush of fear than when you step onto your lane and you get on your mark. Um, I can even recall like my, the, like from my wrists up to my elbows would just be like shaking. Um, I recall one time though, my mom telling me, Carrie Ann, <laughs> you could tell, she says, Carrie Ann, it takes longer to cook a Pop-Tart. And if you know my mom, you know that's exactly how she said it. And as funny as that was, it really like, it put things into perspective for me. That gun would go off and I would have it in my mind that the Pop-Tart was in the toaster and it was warming up for me and all I had to do was outrun the toaster and victory would be mine. It'd be all over and I could go back to hanging out with my friends and watching other people get nervous. And sure enough, the last stretch would come into view and I would feel this just, just elation. I wouldn't feel scared anymore at all. I'd feel empowered and, and, and I'd embrace that last stride all the way to the finish line like the champion I was because I could outrun a Pop-Tart and I typically came in first to third place just saying um if only we could think like that if only that's the way we approached our daily lives 
King Solomon knew that God's provision would come and his purpose would be fulfilled just as my mom knew I could finish my race. The perspective that God will work his plan out and he will use whatever we have to give him. We really like, we need more of this on earth. If we thought more in the or both mindset, we could work our way to triumph. Think about your life and all that's happening right now. Not what's on the news, not what's happening with your family and friends, and what's not on TikTok, not what's on TikTok, for, God, for goodness sake. Are you living in an or both mindset? Do you believe that God has the power to work in your circumstance? Are you working each day as if he will bring bountiful blessings to your field? I pray that you know that the love of your generous father withstands every cultural clash every financial woe and every heartbreak you might be experiencing. Jesus said in John 16, take heart for I have overcome the world. You know, he wrote the farmer's almanac. He knows which crops are going to fail and which ones are going to come to full abundance. We need only to keep busy and do the work that he set us out to do. Let us be a busy body carrying out the work of the Lord until we reap a harvest of holiness in this world. this is part where we pray and um, like I said this is kind of the last time that we'll be using this format um, as much as we have and to be honest I'm kind of gonna miss it I'm kind of gonna miss um, just the just the structure that um, has been going on as I've been writing these and the things that God has like made me do um, as I'm instructing you to do it and so my favorite part um, perhaps is the reflection and the prayer because that's really where you get to work that's where you really start to think about how this is going to affect you and how this is going to um, be used in, in, in a way that um, will, will further glorify God in your life so let's just pray um, together father help me to walk into each day with a winning attitude help me to remember that every step I take I and every breath that I breathe you have ordained it, and you are using every bit of it for your glory on this earth. May I walk in victory before the battles ever start. May I stand calm on the waters before the storm ever hits. May I work diligently in my patch of field where you've placed me before the harvest ever comes. Thank you for each day that I get to spend loving your people and being loved by you. Amen. So um, for the reflection questions, I've got three. Um, the first one is to reread Ecclesiastes 11.6, maybe commit it to memory, and just think to yourself every time you hear, hear or um, look at that verse, are you living an or-both mindset? Why or why not? Question number two, what are some of the things that pop into your head and, and give you this or-neither attitude when you start to think, well, nothing's going to work, nothing I'm doing right now is working. <laughs> what pops into your head to make you think that, and how do you think this affects your ability to do God's work. Number three, as a ploy to get you to consider reading more of this intriguing book of Ecclesiastes, here are some more of King Solomon's thoughts on work and on toiling in this earth. It's really, it's really worth the read. Um, it is from Ecclesiastes 2, verses 18 through 26. Um, and I'm going to read it because if you're listening, uh, this Devo wasn't very long, and so um, I'm going to go ahead and make it longer and um, 
read this. I love, I love um, King Solomon's just humility in the flesh. He has such humility in the flesh, um, and he has such clarity in the uh, in the Lord at the end. And so I'm going to read this. I I came to hate all my hard work here on earth, for I must have to leave others everything I've earned. And who can tell whether my successors will be wise or foolish? Yet they will control everything I've gained by skill and hard work under the sun. How meaningless is that? So I gave up in despair, questioning the value of all the hard work in this world. Some people work wisely with knowledge and skill, then must leave the fruit of their efforts to someone who hasn't worked for it. This too is meaningless, a great tragedy. He's very dramatic. (laughs) So what do people get in this life for all their hard work and anxiety? Their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It's all all meaningless. So I decided there's nothing better than to enjoy food and to drink and to find satisfaction in work. Then I realized that these pleasures are from the hand of God. For who can eat or enjoy anything apart from Him? God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please Him. Then the question I ask is, how can you relate to Solomon here? For me, this hits very close to home. Um, I have spent so many nights just thinking, like, what am I even, like, what am I doing? This all just seems so pointless, so meaningless. And I love the clarity that he has at the end of that verse. It says, everything I do is from God and for God. Why am I so discouraged? Why am I so upset, you know? Um, It's just, it's a really great way to to get inside your head for a minute and just really think of um, the wisdom in that and what he's saying. Do something. So for this week, make a ministry to-do list for yourself. Maybe you've never even thought of yourself as a minister. Maybe you've never even thought, like, I'm doing ministry right now, um, smiling at this person is doing ministry. Um, my pastor, Pastor David, um, he's said that on more than one occasion, like, y- you can smile, like... <laughs> Everybody can do something. You can, you can smile at somebody. <laughs> and I've always loved that because it's just this idea of we can all do ministry in our, own, in our own way. Perhaps these are things that you've always felt led to do, but you really haven't felt like they're going to make a difference. And so this week, I just want you to try it. Like Make the list. See what God does with all the, those little tiny things that are on your heart. It could be as simple as just making a meal for a neighbor in need. Um... What are some failed attempts that may have caused you to become discouraged in ministry? Make a list of those failed attempts in a journal somewhere and um, just reflect back on that. How might you give those concerns or those failures to God? And the last thing I want you to do is think on, uh, think back to part two of this series um, where we talked about digging and creating space for seed. What is one way that you could dig intentionally internally or intimately with the lessons learned in part three. Write them down and work to complete those tasks this week. It is not futile. It is fruitful. And then for further reading, I have um, John 16, uh, Philippians 1, 3 through 6, which is talking about um, the work that God starts in us, like he will finish in us. It's such a great, great little passage of scripture. And then I came across Hebrews 12, uh, Hebrews 12, 12 through 14. And um, I'm going to read this because it just struck me as just so powerful. Um, and 
uh, just like just like the Ecclesiastes 2 where Solomon's just like wrestling with his thoughts um, this is kind of um, piggybacking off of that and so I'm going to read this to you and I hope it encourages you no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening it's painful um, but afterward there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way so take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Work at living at peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. So I love that verse because it's just talking about like, yeah, it, it doesn't feel good. Yeah, it, it stinks being rejected. Um, yeah, it, I, I don't know if I'm ever gonna see the end of this. But this idea that, like, God, everything you're doing is not only making you stronger, but it's making others stronger around you. I just love that. Um, so, and then for the listen this this week, um, I've got a song called Glory to You by a worship band called 10,000 Fathers. And um, on the blog, I've got the live worship video and a lyrics video for you. It's a, it's a very good song. Um, have it pop into my head a lot a lot of time it says may, may my life bring only glory to you um i love i love this song and i really pray that you give it a listen um this week i'm going to be working on creating a spotify list for uh, a spotify playlist for all the songs that i've that i have so far um uh, suggested uh, for your listening ears so I'm going to call it the See Good Things um, Spotify playlist. And so at any point in time, you're at work, you're driving, you're taking a road trip, you just want to listen to some good worship music um, and maybe even do the devotional that goes along with it, um, you, would be, you would be blessed by it, I'm sure. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here for all these um, for all these weeks, I think this is like the 14th or 15th, um, one that I've done and it's been, I've never stuck with something this long guys. Um, so thank you so much for listening and, and loving on me and praying for me in whatever capacity you've done it. It did not go, um, unnoticed or, um, unfelt. So hopefully I'll see you guys in a couple of months uh, with new stuff and new exciting ways of doing it. Um, I love you and God loves you and be blessed.